Hello, podcasters. It's Julie's story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is the podcast where I keep it real with you. I tell life stories, stories about being a boss babe, building a brand, keeping it real on the journey of building, growing strategy. In this episode, talking about perspective. I'm talking about what really goes on behind the scenes when you're actually trying to build something for your brand. I'm throwing in funny stories, silly stories, keeping it light and fun while talking about what's going on in my life. I hope that you enjoy and I can't wait to hear back from you. So all that right after this message from my sponsors. Hey, hello podcasters. I don't know why I have to start this podcast like this again. I did this before. It's just in me. So there you have it. This is going to be a great podcast for you. Um, the reason why is because I don't have a plan. Uh, and normally when this happens, I'm going to tell you about 99% of my podcasts don't have plans, but the best ones have been the ones where I just talk and let my brain go because I end up telling you stuff that I probably wouldn't plan on telling. Like I would just, I probably wouldn't sit down and say, I'm going to tell the most embarrassing stories about myself. Just put it out there on the internet. We're just going to see how this goes. It's fine. I just, I normally, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, but I'm sitting here today with my coffee and I just painted my nails uh, white if you're wondering it looks like I painted them um, with my eyes closed but beyond that I'm, I'm about to do some filming for some things in my brand let's talk about filming for a second um, you know how when you're online you see these amazing videos of different people they're edited really cool they're interesting they're fun I just want to let you know that any video that you see on the internet Every minute that you're watching, if it's cut or if it's like, if it's not just, you know, recorded and then done, it's about an hour of manpower per minute that you're watching. If you've ever watched any of my funny videos on YouTube or on my Instagram, IGTV, one hour per minute of entertainment for you. So you're welcome. Um, I've decided that because editing takes so long, I'm going to do multiple videos and then just edit them instead of, I don't know, scrolling on the internet or when I'm at kids' doctor's appointments and things like that. I'm just going to edit as I go. Let's talk about the fact that we see all these incredible people doing these things and we get to just consume kind of the uh, end result, kind of like going to an incredible restaurant, like a five-star restaurant. And you place an order and 20 minutes later, your order arrives and it's the best meal. I'm thinking of this place in town. It's called Burns, okay? Burns is the restaurant in Florida that your mom and your grandmother talked about when you were little. And you just, your eyes were as big as saucers because they talked about it in the way that like, if the Queen of England were going to come into town, she would only eat there. Like that's the kind of restaurant that this is. This was the restaurant I went to on my 21st birthday. Don't worry, didn't get drunk because I was pregnant. But this was like that kind of restaurant. Like when my friends were graduating from various things, or it, was, it was like the restaurant. When I was younger, those restaurants have changed as I've gotten older because I've gotten bougie. Do you remember when like Olive Garden, when you would used to go to Olive Garden, it was like the biggest deal ever when you were a kid. You're like, oh my gosh, Olive Garden and this breadsticks. Oh, it's amazing. And now as an adult, you're like, yeah, Olive Garden, mm, 
it's I am not hating it's all garden it's just it's not I I now have gone to burns that's really what happened I've I've experienced something that's better it's kind of like when you dated your first boyfriend versus the man that you married you look back you're like yeah about those choices um questionable questionable adolescent choices I really don't think that any um female male should be making lifelong decisions in the middle of puberty and and I say that because when you're in the middle of puberty when you're in the middle of those moments and like you fall in love for the first time you're making a like you've made a lifelong decision you you don't realize it at the time the lifelong decision is you will always have that person to look back on for the rest of your life like but I was talking about my kid with my kids the other day the friend that I grew up with, she had some friends that I was friends with by proxy. And um, remember, I was not cool, okay? I was the homeschool girl that took it to the most when there was a dress-up party and all the other girls were like, oh, I'm going to wear a lei or like a little flower in my hair. I'm a hula girl. I had an all-out head-to-toe beanie baby costume with a poster board bigger than the width of my arms in the shape of a heart that opened and had the beanie babies like poem on there I was the most if you think of the story mean girls the movie where they're all like oh it's a hot costume party and then uh caddy I think Kat, what's her name? Caddy? Katie? Katie shows up at the party with the most that was me like I just was not cool so um that was me growing up but I had friends by proxy that were getting tattoos at 16. Real story, true story. I can think of a girl right now that got a tattoo at 16 years old. I just, I, you know, looking at who I was at 16, I'm really glad I didn't make any lifelong permanent choices at that age because I would probably have the most ridiculous tattoo ever like think about yourself at 16 years old and think about the tattoo that you've got and maybe you've gotten a tattoo at 16 not hating at all I just think that I and some of the other 16 year olds that I've known shouldn't have done that if you've made that choice I respect that choice tremendously and I really hope that you love your tattoo my tattoo would be probably something of a Lisa Frank sticker somewhere in a really bold place like like I probably would have gotten it just on the top of my hand or something that doesn't make sense whatsoever. So like, I'm proud of myself for not doing that. Also, my parents for not signing off on me doing that. But in any case, we were talking about how when you see brands accomplishing something online, or you see women doing these things online, we see the end result. Like we're not seeing the months and weeks and hours put into producing what it is that we're consuming and you know I've done this before I've watched some of these incredible women and we talked a little bit about this before we talked you know seeing these women do these things and I have felt so many seasons of like feeling like there are women rushing the heck past me and I was talking to Audrey about it yesterday because I'm I'm launching my course. It's going live. I have a date, April 25th. I'm so excited. Like I literally have been planning out my mimosa bar at my house <laughs> for this launch. I'm so excited. And then also um, my cousin-in-law, who is amazing. She, by the way, 
she's that girl that gets complimented on her makeup like when she's out and about. I told you about this. I never get complimented on my makeup and I really want to be that girl. I'm kidding. No, we went to uh, Marble Slab. Shout out to Marble Slab, a brand fave. Ice cream and um, I got my ice cream and then she gets her ice cream and she's like, oh my gosh, that guy complimented my makeup. And I was like, I, I was the first to celebrate her so I wouldn't get jealous. You know, I was like, I'm going to be the per- person that's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. It's so amazing. And it worked. But anyway, so we see all these women doing these different things and feel like, how in the world are they doing this? And let me just tell you, as a solopreneur, um, I was talking to Andre about this last night because I have built this course and for those of you who have not built a course yet, because I really think that you all have something to give, and that's why I think that you should also have a podcast. For those of you who have not built a course yet, I'll, let me just give you some perspective on the amount of time, energy, and effort that this has been for me. So the content of this course that is just the educational aspect of it. So for me to learn what I put inside of this course. Now, not all of it, but I went to four years of ministry school. I spent three years of intentionally and strategically like investing into myself, whether it was reading, whether it was listening to audio, just because I love it. Like it's something that I already was doing. And so I took what I already had and I thought instead of somebody spending three years plus four years of ministry school, and of course not all of that is in this course, but so many strategies that I have learned that other brands are doing. And when you look at some of these amazing brands and some of these amazing thought leaders and innovators, and they're doing specific strategies that are launching them forward for success. And they're consistent. Every single person that I found that I was studying, somewhere along the way, 99% of them, there's a few that weren't, 99% of them are doing these success strategies. So as I learned them, I started implementing them in my life and I started to see how, how much I started to change and how much they like revived parts of me that felt really just lost and wandering. But in any case, um, that it took years to learn the stuff. And then um, I took about 31 days um, and probably about two hours every day. And this was a couple years ago, two hours every day and wrote the content for 31 days. And then I took the content and revised it every day for eight hours. Then I took the content and recorded it every day for, it would take me a day to record. Like, I I just want to give you some perspective on when you're building for your brand, it is, you, you can do flash in the pan efforts, but that's all they are. They are a flash in the pan. Like you do something, it sizzles for a moment and then it fades out. But if you want to talk about building a brand strategically, it's going to take time. And I know that that's like not the sexy thing. 
Like that's not the sexy thing, especially millennial entrepreneurs don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear, by the way, if you want to build something that's going to influence people, if you want to build something that has longevity, if you want to build something that has your heart connected to it and it matters to you, this is not a 10 days to a million follower type thing. Like this is, this is years of educating yourself. And if you have been spending any time at all educating yourself, taking that content and putting it in a way that makes it easy for somebody else to learn it and they don't have to do those years of learning like you did. I mean, that is so valuable as it is. You're saving people years of time and you're putting it all into a package that makes it really easy to consume. But like, just like the restaurant analogy, like we think that, oh great, like I ordered something on a menu and 20 minutes later it arrives, but that it didn't take 20 minutes to prepare that meal at Burns. There's this thing that we call, um, oh gosh, I just, the name just gave, it's chicken. It's like, oh, we call it, um, donut chicken. I know it sounds really weird, but it's like, it's this, the most amazing chicken you've ever had in your life. Also, they have truffle mac and cheese. If you have never tried truffle mac and cheese in your life, this truffle mac and cheese was so good. You know, Andre and I split things. I'm going to get back to what I was talking about, I promise. But we're on mac and cheese now, so I feel like this needs a moment to just honor. Um, we split it down the middle. It was so good. Our marriage, um, we were confronted with a, this a, a marriage conflict. Because what happened was, and I'm glad Andre's not here because he has a different version of the story, which is not the truth. The truth is that we we lined it down the middle. You know when you're sharing something with your spouse, there's a line of de- demarcation. That line is the no trespassing line. That line is literally a security system that says, this is the boundary that you shall not pass. So we drew a line. After we took the first bite of this truffle mac and cheese at Burns, we knew immediately that our marriage was going to have a conflict if we didn't set a boundary. So we drew the line. We're eating the truffle mac and cheese, and it's the kind of mac and cheese that you have to stop talking because you don't want any of the flavor to escape your mouth via words that are completely and totally irrelevant in that moment. You just want to eat it. So we're doing that. And Andre, um, he does, and I'm sad to say this about my husband because you know I love him and I just, there's not a lot of flaws that this man has. But in this moment, he crossed the boundary. And if you've had good food with your spouse, that is a no-no. It's like watching a Netflix binge that is a together show. It's like doing that without you. It's just, it's an unspoken no. He crosses the boundary, stabs a few pieces of my macaroni, drags it on the plate to get some of that amazing cheese sauce with it. And I about lost my mind. And, you know, the sad thing was, it's like he was so beguiled by the amazing taste of the macaroni and cheese. He couldn't even admit that he had trespassed. And, you know, I've forgiven him, kind of, uh, but I still think about that moment. Obviously, it came up, so there's still trauma from that. But it's, it was one of those uh, moments. But and now I just, I, I don't know if, if I trust him, if we were going to share it again. It was, it was not. It was not cheap, folks. I'm just going to be honest with you. That bowl of mac and cheese was $20, and now I'm not proud except for the fact that I'm telling you it was worth it and I would go back and get two $20 plates of macaroni and cheese. Like, that's how good this was. 
why I was talking about restaurants in the first place is that when you receive that meal, that is a representation of years of work, planning, strategy, adjusting. Like, I think we take it so for granted because we're so used to seeing the 10% of the highlight reel. But like those meals that I was talking about from this restaurant, they didn't take 20 minutes to make. They took years to make. Between the dream of having a restaurant, the individual starting the restaurant, the planning of the restaurant, the hiring the right people, the building of the structure, the menu planning, the menu adjusting, like just breaking it down to thinking about how building a brand looks from a different perspective, I think it will help us all breathe a little bit and settle because we have so much urgency of like, I got to do this now. I got to do it. And sometimes, you know, finances create that urgency or stresses or fears, but getting real about why it is that we feel so urgent. And I heard Gary Vee, you know, saying, I mentioned this before, but it's worth saying again so that you hear it. He was talking to a younger person and they were like 25 and they're freaking out about their life and how they didn't have it together. And Gary Vee's like, dude, you are only at 25% of your life. So currently I'm at 32% of my life. I am calming the heck down. Like I would rather now, now that I've been eight years in my business, I would rather now build something that takes me months, but actually has an impact on people's lives for years. And is something that I can like not only, um, build my brand on but also build like help build other people's brands in a way that's like easy and a way that makes sense in a way that's interesting and entertaining and like the feedback that I've already gotten from the girls that have taken this course it is so incredibly humbling like I can't even tell you like I don't want to start crying but the things that they're saying is exactly what I hoped that this course would do But I'm telling you now, this didn't just, this wasn't a 10 day creation. And I'm going to tell you this, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I really, really don't. So just hear my heart in this. And I'm going to talk more about this, like after I launch it and actually like, I want to take you through kind of some of the practical steps, like of creating this, if you guys want to hear this, but, um, my family during spring break, They took this amazing trip to New York City. They took my niece, my sister, and my parents. They took my niece to New York City. And um, they told me that they were going. And, like, their first, my first response, like, internally was, like, oh, man, like, I would love to go on this trip with my family. Like, this is so cool that they're going. And then the second part of me was, like, I am in the middle of building something right now. Like, I, like, I, and I kind of think about it, like, building a hotel. I don't know why. Like this is this has been my my thought process like and I talk about building skyscrapers like you can't build a uh a skyscraper on the foundation of a townhouse. Like you have to have the right blueprint, the right foundation and I'm not in construction. Don't know anybody in construction, but I've been kind of thinking about this like building a hotel. And a lot of brands have these huge um, celebrations for their hotel that they just open, that kind of thing. If you want to use that analogy for, you know, other launches or other things that you're seeing women doing that you're just like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But what we don't think about is 
the years and time that it took is kind of like when you have a baby like it is so amazing to see that little baby when it's born like who doesn't love a little baby i love babies they're so cute but that baby is a representation of nine months of a mother's body literally growing a human being and I tell Andre all the time, I was like, it's so cool that our bodies are smarter than we are. Like, I don't know how everything in the body functions. And I was talking about him, talking about him, talking about this to him the other day because I said, if it takes 12 years for someone to become a general doctor and then you broke down every single part of the body, you know, you have uh, urologists and heart specialists and all that stuff and you have midwives, like every single doctor has, and I know midwives aren't doctors, but every single specialist has years of study on the human body and yet our bodies just do it by itself. Like we don't even have to know the information for our bodies just to function. Like it would be like, it would probably take a you know, more than a hundred years for somebody to learn every single aspect of the body and be an expert in every single area. Maybe that's an overestimate, but you know, just go with me here. So we, we see these things that people are doing and we're like, it is so fun to see the newborn pictures. But like we weren't there in the middle of the night while the mama is not being able to sleep or like, you know, just the preparation for the baby, her body changing, all this stuff. But it's so fun to see the finished result. We love the finished result. It is like the after photo of like Fixer Upper. Don't you love that you can watch Fixer Upper and you feel so satisfied because you can see, wow, this house is a hot mess that needs a hug. And then Chip and Joanna come in. They're like, we're going to give it a hug and it's going to be so easy. And then we see the end and we're like, oh, I'm so glad that you were here, Chip and Joanna. Like, it's like that. Like, we could see that in a 45-minute show or an hour show with commercials. We can see that and we're like, this feels so good. Or like the makeover. Don't you love the makeover shows where you're like, look at how terrible, like, this hair is. And then they, like, just do a little oil on the ends and it's like, boom, like, babe, boss babe hair. And you're like, yes, I'm so happy for oil on the ends of your hair because it was so dry. That's me, by the way. Um, Don't think I'm hating on anyone else because I just put oil in my hair today because it was just, it was, mm -hmm, yeah. Anyway, we see all these afters and we're like, this is so, I'm so, like, the amount of time that I took. So going back to the story about New York City. So they went on New York City and I was watching my sister's stories and my, you know, talking to my dad and all this stuff. And they're like there for like a week. And I kid you not, that was spring break. So my kids were with their dad and like they're having the best time ever. And I and Andre was home and I was like, this is my go time. I have playtime and I have go time. And I actually talk about this in the course, like very defining when you're going to be doing the work versus when you're playing and having those boundaries set up in place so that when you're in go time, you are really focused and getting stuff done. And when you're in play time, you're able just to be with your family and be with your kids and have a great time. And you're not stressed out because you have a strategy in place to make sure you get the work done. That whole week that was spring break, I worked 12 hour days and I'm not, I'm, it's not an exaggeration. Like I literally would get up and I would sit at this kitchen table with my computer and I was building 12 hours a day for the entire time that my family was on vacation. And you know, what was interesting about that is like, I've, I had spent so much time, um, just using these strategies to prep my mindset that I wasn't even upset. Like I was excited. Like I, I did 12 hour days because I was having so, 
it was so fulfilling for me to be working on this stuff because I know that I know that I know that it makes a huge difference in a brand because I've seen it make a huge difference in my brand. So it was like, it was work that mattered. And so it didn't matter to me that it was a 12 hour day. I mean, I would have loved to go with my family, but at the same time, I was having just as much fun here putting in those 12 hour days. And I I was hesitant to share that with you because there's so much on, um, like there's there's so much, I think misunderstanding about work-life balance. There's so many different hustlers that are out there and they're they're putting in 12, 16 hour days and it, it makes sense for their life and it makes sense for them. And then we hear that as entrepreneurs and we're thinking, well, I could never do that so I can never reach that level of success. I just don't have that time. I've got little kids or I've got other family things going on. But what I wanted to say about that is, and I talk about this in the course as well, is that actually it's a bonus in the course. I did two extra lessons because I just couldn't stop. And I wasn't even planning on adding these in the course, but I was like, I, this. I had finished the whole course and then I'm like, I got to do these bonus lessons because it's just like, oh, but it was about work-life balance. And um, there's so many different things you hear from hustlers that are like, oh, working 12-hour days and or whatever. And, and you hear that and you're like, you feel that guilt or you feel that shame or you feel like, oh man, it's another moment where somebody's running past me because I don't have 12 hour days. But what I want to say is like, you've got to do what works for you. Like you can't take somebody else's 16 hour day and try and apply that to your life when you have a four-year-old. Like it just doesn't make sense unless, you know, your four-year-old is at grandma grandpa's house for the weekend because that is the best for them and they're going to have a great time and you got to get some stuff done. Like I think women need to hear more that work-life balance is about figuring out what works for you and your life in your season. Like as an entrepreneur, it can't be, I have to reach the level that some other girl is reaching. It has to be, where am I at in my life? Where are my relationships at? What is going on in my family? Because if your family life is falling apart, but you're spending 12 hour days in your business, you're not succeeding. Like you have to be able to be so aware of your family climate. And that does not mean making excuses. Like, and I think that that's why it kind of gets, uh, you kind of have to dance around this a little bit. Um, there's, there's a lot of people that just make excuses. There's a lot of people that are not hustling because they're like, Oh, I'm tired. I just don't feel like it, but they have the time, but instead they want to scroll on Instagram. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you have family, you have family situations going on, you have emotional things you're processing, totally needs to put the business on the back burner, like until your family is settled. And I've definitely even had seasons of that recently. Like I'm about to launch this product and my daughter gets sick over the last two days. And it's like the worst timing ever for your child to get sick is just when you're about to launch a product. Let me just tell you. But I had so much um, just awareness and like I had already figured out so much of the strategy that it didn't, it did not move me emotionally. Like it didn't move me like where I was like, when I say that, I mean, it didn't move me where I was like freaking out because I'm about to launch this product and I need the time. Nope. Instead, what I did was I made sure she was good. I spent extra time with her. I'm taking care of her when, you know, when she's good, when she's eaten, when, when she's good, then I go back to the brand. It cannot be the other way around. It just can't. 
because it's not worth building a business and losing your family in the process. And sometimes that means that you have to put pause on your business for a few days or a few months or a few years. Like I could not have done what I just did with, uh, you know, two newborn twins. Like, it's just, I couldn't do it. Like, I can't launch a product in the middle of having two newborn twins. Like, there's no way. And I think just acknowledging, like, okay, where am I at? What's going on in my life? Um, you know, having a very realistic goals of, like, I want to do something big. And I want it to be, like, I wanted this to be done. My launch date was originally April 1st. Like, that was my launch date. But some other things happened and some other variables got thrown in the mix. And you know what? It had to be moved and then the holiday and things like that. Like, it's okay. Like, it is okay to make adjustments, to make changes, to do what you need to do, and then come back to the table and be strategic. Remembering that every single thing that you see other women doing, you can do it, first of all. When you see somebody else succeeding... It is an opportunity for you to see what's possible for you in your life. It might take longer because of the variables. And I was telling Andre last night, like, I've never seen a woman launch a product. And if you have, please tell me because I need others. I've never seen a woman launch a product that doesn't have either her spouse or a team working with her. I have never seen a one woman show do what I'm about to do. But it doesn't matter because I did what I needed to do and I did what um, needed to have happen and I educated myself and all these things. And I'm not saying that I didn't have help in that I was reading books, I was watching videos, I was educating myself as I was going. But I've never seen somebody who is a one-woman show who's also a mom, who's also you know the one that stays home when the kids are sick, the one that... It's picking the kids up from school. I've never seen another woman do this. That's okay. That is okay with me. It took me longer because if I had a team of, if I had me duplicated five times, this all could have been done in a month. But some, sometimes we don't have that. And, and that's, a, that's for us to like recognize, like, is that what we want going forward? Is that, is that who we want to be moving forward? And if we don't, that's okay. If we do, awesome. But like, I just want women to just breathe a little bit and like recognize that when you're raising kids, it's the most important work. And guess what? Your dreams are also the most important work. What you want to give back to the world is also the most important work. So it is a balance, but there's not a one size fit all for, fits all for everyone. So when you hear leaders saying like, I was listening to actually this morning, a motivational speaker, and I'm not going to say who it was, um, but he was saying, you know, if you want it bad enough, you have to be willing to not sleep. And I 100% do not agree with that. Like, I'm that person that needs 10 hours of sleep. Me and Albert Einstein both, we need 10 hours of sleep to function. There's people that have this amazing, like, gene or something where they're only able to, like, sleep four hours a day, and it's totally okay with them. That's not me. I am a 10-hour person. I feel the best when I get 10 hours of sleep. If I get four hours of sleep, I feel sick. Like, I feel sick to my stomach. I have headache all day. Like, I feel like I'm coming down with something when I don't sleep enough. So to hear a, a motivational speaker who's fairly successful say, if you want to be successful, you need to not sleep. 
I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that's fair leadership. And I, I think I get his heart behind it was like, if you want it bad enough, you have to be willing to make sacrifices. But I don't ever believe that sacrificing your health is the way to do it. I don't think sacrificing your mental health, I don't think sacrificing your relationships, I don't think sacrificing sleep is the way to do it. But you can be more strategic about the sleep that you have. So going to sleep earlier so you can wake up earlier if if you can get up before the kids and get some stuff done or have your, you know, have your self-investment time then. Developing great habits, but I I it it is hard to hear that as somebody who's in the industry leading and who's been in the industry for years, like as an entrepreneur, because it's like, ah, I really hope that people don't take that seriously if their needs are different. Like, I can't imagine being a great mom with no sleep. Like, can you imagine? I mean, he was saying there's some, there's some people that don't sleep for three days. And I'm thinking, that's just, that's just stupid. Like, why would you do that? Why would you not sleep for three days? Like, I get that your dreams are important, but it's like, you're going to get sick. Like you, you, I just, I can't know. I just can't. But I think that kind of stuff is tough. Like we hear some of that stuff and we think, oh my gosh, how in the world am I going to be an amazing wife, a boss, babe, a mom, a leader and build a business and have people telling me, well, if you really wanted it, you wouldn't sleep. I just know like and that's why I say you can't do a one size fits all you have to say like how much sleep do you need what does that look like for your life what time do you need to go to bed that works for you like getting serious about what you want and being strategic about it but also not saying oh I'm gonna duplicate this person's sleep schedule because they're successful and that's what they say to do you might need more or less sleep than them and also considering like some of these people that I listen to they don't they they either don't have kids they are not like 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 they're an entrepreneur but maybe they have somebody like taking care of their kids for the day and all that kind of stuff so i can only implement some of what they're saying to do um but there's strategies that even if you have kids the most successful are doing that even if you have it works these there's success strategies that will work no matter if you have kids or no kids but I think it's just one of those things that I just want to like, uh, like nail in because for so long I suffered and struggled and felt so much guilt as a single mother because I was hearing all these different things and I just felt so defeated because I was like, I can't do that. I literally cannot do that. No matter if I wanted to do it, I can't do it. So I did what worked for me. Um, one of those things was like, people would say, oh, you know, there's a a couple entrepreneurs I follow. They're like, I set boundaries in my life and I turn my computer off at six o'clock. And I, that is great having those boundaries. But for me, when I was a single parent, I did all of my work at night. So I, I couldn't implement that strategy because I was answering emails at night because that's when I could get to my computer when the kids were asleep. So just figure out what works for you and implement that get the perspective that none of these people that you admire are doing this in a day. They're doing this in months, years. And whenever you see somebody's garden flourishing and you're kind of looking over the fence and I've done this before looking over the fence, you're like, Oh my gosh, like look at how beautiful what she's built is. 
just remember like you don't know all of the details that it took to get there like you don't know the sacrifices that she made you don't know what was going on in her life you don't know the storms that it took to produce a tree that is that high and the roots that are that deep so just keep your focus on your own garden like be inspired be motivated by leaders that you love like let yourself be inspired by them but don't let yourself go to that place where you feel guilty or you feel less than or you feel like oh man, I just feel shame because I'm not, you know, where she is right now. Like honor your journey, honor where you're at, honor the work and time that you've put in and just know that nobody had a Cinderella moment. Like those Cinderella moments really weren't the Cinderella moments. It was really like, okay, you want a dress that looks amazing and look like a boss babe. We're going to go and find the fabric. Then we're going to find, you know, we're going to find the pattern and then we're going to sew something and it's not going to fit right. So we have to start over. Then we're going to go buy more fabric and then we're going to try that fabric. Oh, that fabric rift. We have to do it again. Like just keep it in perspective that the work that you're doing matters. Even if you feel like you're trying to take, like you're taking two steps forward and like 10 steps back every single time even those those setbacks are really opportunities for you to learn and grow so so much love i hope you got a lot out of this i hope you enjoyed my stories my crazy stories um side note on a crazy story i thought i mentioned this to you um because i'm going to be talking about this a lot as much as i can twitter has decided to lock me out of my account um Twitter and I, we've had a good relationship over the last few months. Um, I was in there every day. I was tweeting every day. Love, I was starting to love Twitter, really. Like, you know, uh, like when you first meet somebody and you're like, wow, you're actually, I like thought you were cooler. You're like cooler than what I thought you were. You were in the friend zone for a little while and then you're like, your feelings start to change. So that's where I was with Twitter. Twitter decided to lock me out and they will not send me a... Um, I don't know, a reset key for, I, I, this makes no sense to me. It, it almost makes me feel like Twitter is the off brand of social media, you know, when like you have the on brand where like you're buying a certain, um, you're buying a certain like shampoo that you really, really love. And then there's like, you know, the store brand that's like, Hey, we're going to try and duplicate this formula, but then you buy it and all your hair falls out. Um, it's like that right now. I've, I've like messaged them. Anyway, they're not getting back to me. So until you hear otherwise, please um, send me a message on Instagram instead of Twitter because I currently cannot access my Twitter. Fail block Twitter. Let's get this together. So anyway, so much love. Can't wait to chat with you again soon. Can't wait to hear what you think. And I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.